vibes and libido. We are your hosts, Trip and Kiki, the podcast where truth seekers help you find your truth. Join us as we delve into all the things you lust, the lies that we tell ourselves, and why our libido drives us to distraction. This is adult-only content, so no kitties under 18, please. Our dialogue is open, honest, and raw. But most of all, we're here to have fun. Welcome to our podcast, Lust, Lies, and Libido. Take another body on the body. Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> Stop trying to eat. <laughs> we need to record. <laughs> oh, you just going to sit here with the, the, you know what, I I'm, I don't have time for you. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of <laughs> Lust, Lies, and Libido. I am your host, Tripp with my beautiful co-host Kiki. Uh, What's up, everybody? What up, people? Uh, For those who don't know, I am an owner of a sex toy store, Bell's Toy Chest. Um, You can find us at bellsboxes.com. I am studying to be a licensed marriage and family um, and sex therapist and a whole bunch of other shit. But, um, you know, kind of cool and fun things that I be getting into. But um, yeah, we back. What's up, Key? That's what's up. Well, this is your girl, Kiki. I am back. In fact, glad to be back. I missed y'all so much. Sis been a little busy, but you know, sometimes you got to work, man. You got to work like a Jamaican. So, um, and if you don't know, I also have my own uh, online store. We sell um, a lot of accessories like cell phone things for your cell phone and other cute little odds and ends that you might need, electronical needs, earphones, uh, aux cords, stuff like that. And my website is www.troves, that's T-R-O-V-E-S, the letter N, treasures, trovesandtreasures.com. So go on over there and check me out. And besides that, I'm just an entrepreneur, just kind of dibbling and dabbling in a whole bunch of things right now. So Yeah, got your foot. Got your hands in a lot of a lot of pots and cookie jars. So, but yeah, people, that's that's us. Um, I know it's been a little little minute, um, and it's cool to be reunited, and it feels feels so good. I think we that's I think that's the most we can sing because after that, I think we have to start paying for it. Yeah, we do not have rights to that music. No, we don't. But we need to let everybody know that too. But yeah, so it's been a minute. It's been a lot of things have been popping off um, lately that I want to make sure we get into and just kind of catch the listeners up, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I have to. I have to the sharing stick. I think I'll go first. Should I? Can I go first? Um, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got it. But um, so. This past week has been interesting. Um, mm-hmm. For those who don't know, I have been dealing with some, um, I'm just calling it what it is, 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 as negative as it may sound, some baby mama issues. Um, and, you know, I have a, a couple baby mamas who just have been doing their best to try to make life as difficult as possible uh, for a brother. And mm-hmm. and I know it's it's a story a lot of a lot of people can relate to. 
And that's why I wanted to make sure I use this platform just to kind of give some light to some some things because it's a lot of fuckery going on. Um, and it sucks because I consider myself a pretty decent father. Um, I want to make sure I'm in my children's lives. I got three boys. And I, I've always felt like it was very important to be there. Yet it seems like, you know, they're trying to do everything they can to keep me away, which is beyond me, especially being, you know, in the African-American community. Like you wouldn't think that these sisters that have this, this mindset, but they're hell bent on trying to do whatever they can to keep me away from the kids. And I just want to interject this, you know, and let our listeners know. I just want you to know he's not just a good father. He's a great father. He's an excellent father. He's involved. He is concerned. He is motivated. He is trying to shape his young men into, you know, wonderful pillars and members of our community. You know, he is what a father and a dad is supposed to be, you know, so don't y'all get it twisted, you know. It's not that these women are doing things because he's doing something wrong. It's not that. It's it's a whole lot to it. But I, I felt the need to interject that, you know, because I just wanted to know. I think that you're an amazing dad. So, yeah, you know, kudos that. to you. You know, you need to pat yourself on the back for that. Real talk. Yeah, I appreciate that. And and that's one of the things, like, you know, the fact of my father passing uh, when I was in eighth grade, it was always important for me to be there for my kids. And it sucks, you know, because, the, you know, relationships, you know, they, they, they end every day. And just because you, you know, have a kid with someone doesn't mean it's destined that y'all are going to ride off in the sunset and live happily ever after. And we know how it is in America, especially that hasn't, that's not happening that often. Yet, <clears throat> I've always felt like you can be a co-parent. You know what I mean? You can work together. Um, you know, you be an adult, I be an adult, and we do what's necessary to to raise our child. Yeah, that can be idealistic. A it's lot very of idealistic, idealistic. like that. That's the way it should be. Right, and and you know that's what my goal has always been to be. Yet it's very difficult when you have people who are bitter, um, who are bitter for whatever reason or spiteful for whatever reason. And everybody has a reason to to feel how they feel. You know, I'm not going to sit here and and try to play armchair psychologist, yet I know evil when I see it. You know what I mean? And to go to the lengths, lengths that these women have went through, went to, to, um, like, just to give a a quick history for for the listeners, um, my two oldest boys, um, lived with me. They lived with me for about five, six years. Um, and then for whatever reason, my ex-wife decided that she wanted to go ahead and be a mom again and have the boys live with her. So she filed a motion to, for, to obtain custody. Um, when I was getting a job in North Carolina, so that way they wouldn't have to leave South Carolina. At the same time, I had a failed relationship with an ex-fiance who also had my son. And, you know, she had relocated to, to be with her people in um, North Carolina. And so 
they kind of teamed up together, like super friends, you know, and got together like super friends unite. And, um, you know, they've been ever since just doing little random stuff, um, taking me to court uh, consistently to, you know, just, just make life a little more difficult instead of trying to figure out how to work together. Just giving um, you the blues, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Give me the blues. And so recently we've been going back and forth in court um, for contempt for different issues. Um, and mind you, I didn't, I've now, I'm on child support for my two oldest who live with me. And, you know, I never took out child support for their, their mother. And then child support for my youngest um, and his mother. And then just the, the back and forth and, you know, trying to figure things out. And the whole child support system sucks. Um, you know, it's, it's really there. I understand it's supposed to be there for the kids. It's not. It's not. It's really for the moms. Yeah, it is. Um, it's for the moms. And they, they, they're not really doing... The way they, they calculate child support is absurd. Um, yeah, it is. You know, I was sitting here trying to figure this out. Like, it's amazing how you sit here and look at certain situations and people are like, well, you should want your kids to eat and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, when you look at these, these superstars and, and by all means, let me not at like every dude is sitting here balling, but there's no reason it takes, you know, $40,000 a month to raise a child. There's no reason. And it, then when it's you, not, it's not, again, that's not for the kid. That's for the mom. Not, that's for the mom. That's talking about a lifestyle, you accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Well, um, your child is only living in that lifestyle because that's a, that's the lifestyle you decided that you wanted to create for your child. He don't need a thousand dollar pair of sneakers. What's right. wrong with a 40, 50, 60, 70 dollar pair of sneakers? I mean, stop it. Seriously. Right. And that's the thing. Like, even for, for people like me, when you're sitting here and the child support is calculated and it now, I don't know about other states, but I know in the state of North Carolina, the state of South Carolina, they don't look at your expenses. They can care less about your expenses. They, they look at your income. That's it. Which is the stupidest shit ever. Ever. And then they take your income and they take a percentage of that and say, this is, this is your portion and this is the, the, the mother's portion. So in my case, where I have one person who makes double than I do, that calculates to where now I'm paying more in child support for one child than I do for two children. Which is crazy. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like how, how in, in God's name does that make sense? And then you're not looking at what expenses that I incur to make sure that I'm keeping a roof over the head and, and, and keep things safe and all that stuff. So, you know, it's crazy when you sit here and you think about how that, that, that works. I mean, it like, there's been so many times sitting here talking to your wife and you just sitting here like, yo, this is some bullshit. Like, they, they care. They don't give two fucks. So sit here and um, going back and forth with these women and you know, them filing um, contempt paperwork. And mind you, you can go to, um, the child support courts of your state or your county or whatever. And a lot of times they'll handle that for you, right? 
these chicks decide to go and hire attorneys. Now, I ain't got money for an attorney, family. Like, I, I'm not balling. I ain't got it. And then you saw two different cases simultaneously. I don't have it. Um, and nine, especially nine times out of ten, they're not going to rule in your favor. So then you paying for an attorney, and then now you got to pay for attorney's fees on top of that because you mm-hmm. lost your case. Wow. So you paying, so I barely have money now. And then now you get an attorney. I'm supposed to pay your attorney's fees as well? Like, what sense does that make? What sense does that make? It makes no sense to me. It doesn't because it's like, and see, that's the one thing that my kid's father, you know, of course, I ain't going to never hear a thank you from him, but I never put him on child support. You know, we attempted it one time. And when we went and when I heard what the amount was going to be, I was like, even I had to look at the ludicrousness of it. You know what I'm saying? And I had to look at him as a father. And I decided that, you know what? He does everything he needs to do for his kids. They have never gone without. Anytime I need something, he gets it for them. He takes care of what needs to be taken care of. So if that's essentially the same thing that the court is going to order, then we really don't need this piece of paper and them taking all of this money out of his check because the bottom line is he has to live, which is what I never understood about child support. Like you said, it's like they don't look at the father as having a life. Like, how are you supposed to still sustain your life? How are you supposed to still live and then still do for your kid? Because every parent still does for their kids on top of what they pay in child support. And, and now you're telling me you're making it even harder for me to do more for my kids than what I give their mom. because everything I got is going to give it to their mom for my kids. So did the rest that I have left over, I have to make sure my mortgage, my bills, my car, you know, my, my essentials are all covered. So when I just want to take my kids to the movies, when they come for the weekend, we can't go because I don't have no extra money. Exactly. I want to take my kids to the ball game. We can't go because I have no extra money. Right. You know, that's not that's not what good parenting is. It makes it's it's always boggled and baffled me. It it really does. I I I agree with you. And I know there might be some sisters out there who you could put your hands on your hips and smack your lips and roll your neck all you want to, you know, well he this and he that, but the reality is he's a person too. And he has he has to be able to live as well because you think about what if it was switched? Is that how you would want to be treated as if Nobody gave a fuck about your life, your bills that you still have to eat. You still have to go to work. You still got to pay for a roof over your head. And God forbid, if you have other children outside of him, you got to take care of them. You know, it's crazy. It's so, so, so unfair. It's so unfair. It really is. And that's the thing that blows my mind. It's like we were sitting here in the court and they sitting here like, oh, well, you, you can't go get a second job. You know, you can't cut this, uh, cut this back, cut this. Like, yo, so, you know, my understanding is that child support isn't supposed to put either parent in a situation where they're destitute. You know, you don't want a situation where, you know, whoever's taking care of the child can't live, where they have to live, they have to depend on child support to survive. And then you don't want a situation where the person who's not, taking care of the child, not living with the child 24-7, um, can't maintain their own household. 
that's the way it's supposed to be worded and, and ordered. That's mm. not the way it's done. Exactly. Every person I've talked to, they like, nah, mm-mm. They ain't care nothing about that. They, nope. This is what it is. Guideline said this. This is what it was. Like, it, I'm sitting here like, it really frustrates me when you sit here and you look at the way the system is constructed. It's constructed um, for those those people who don't do what they're supposed to do. And then the people who are trying to do what they're supposed to do, we're penalized for it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I know too many people out here who are dealing with deadbeat situations, who are dodging child support, you know, not trying to pay anything, not trying to have a job, you know, just just quit a job so they don't have to pay it, and stuff like that. Don't care about seeing the kids, or they'll just be like, you know, whatever. Fuck them kids. Yet, you have a brother like me who wants to be there for my children, spend time with my children, take them to see things and, and experience things, yet I got to sit here and deal with the spiteful and bitterness of, of two women and, and all of their shenanigans. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. So saying all that to say and, and kind of let people know, so it kind of came to a head this past week because I had to go to court. And, you know, basically because of the whole contempt and this whole shenanigans, the judge found me in contempt and sentenced me to 90 days in jail or to pay this amount of money that equated to back child support. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here trying to process in my head 90 days in jail. If I didn't have the money to, to get here and, and pay the back child support prior to this, what makes you think that I'm going to have the money or the resources to do so in jail? Right. Exactly. And then if I'm in jail for 90 days, cause I can't pay it, then I lose my job. Exactly. And then the snowball just continues going downhill. Exactly. How does, how the fuck does that help the kids? Who who in God's name came up with this damn system? And that's what I I was going to say. I would love to try to find someone who is in that department, like in, in that lane and, and, and get them on the show so that we can ask these questions because I've always wanted to know, you know, and, and it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. It, and you know why it's probably because there's nobody standing up to the system. There's nobody speaking out, you know, against it. Nobody speaking up for dads. Nobody is speaking up for what's right. Because like you said, this, this, the system, I think, was designed for those fathers who were not doing the right thing. So then you penalize them. Then they need to be the ones who are penalized, not the ones who have a track record. It's different. When I got receipts, I got receipts for my shit. It's totally different versus me going from job to job to job because I ain't trying to let them catch me or I'm just not working at all because I don't want to even be in, in the system on record. You know, and, and, and that's what I was going to say. That's why part of it is so broken. And you got these men doing exactly that because that shit, it, it taxes you. That's it why does. they dodge it. 
they because they don't want to be taxed for their kids. It's like, damn, I can't, I can't do it with a job. So, so what's the point? So then you got to defeat his mentality and they just like, fuck it. So now their kids are screwed up because their father has thrown in the towel because I can't even contribute monetarily. So then why even bother? I mean, it's just, it's and such a huge it's domino effect. Say that Kiki, cause like I used to look at some people, some brothers and be like, yo, how can you just be like, fuck them kids. And then after going through all of this shit, I understand sometimes where they just be like, Oh, you want to trip over these kids? Fuck it, I'll go make some more with somebody else. Like it doesn't it, it doesn't sound good. It's real talk though. It's real. Like and you just be so fucked up. You be so pissed off, so frustrated, so tired of dealing with the dumb shit. You just want to, you know, be a father and be there for your children, yet the system and and bitter people make it more difficult that you get to the point of like, uh, let me just and you know how a lot of men do, especially. Maybe like, look, I'm gonna cut the drama out. Where's drama? You know what? I'm gonna just go the other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, instead exactly. of dealing with all of that, I'm gonna just figure out how to, you know. And that's why it was crazy. I remember Michael Bazin said it back in the day. I was listening to his radio show when he had his radio show back in the day, and he was like, "Child support, you're basically paying for your freedom. That's what you're doing. You paying for your freedom. You pay this money. Don't talk to me. Don't say nothing. I ain't doing nothing past this." And I'm going to just go ahead and live my life. Right. And it's sad because nobody, the only people who, or the main people who lose in that are the kids. Exactly. Exactly. The, who, the thing that it's supposed to be for, it's not even built for. It's not even created for, at least not anymore. Maybe when it first started, but right now it's not. It is built for bitter, angry mothers. And I feel like that's who started it. <laughs> a bitter, angry mom. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you dug it up and try to figure it out. And then, you know, when you sit here and think about it, like, there's no, um, there's really no standard when you come to these judges' rulings. So it depends on the mood of the judge and, you know, whatever the judge may have dealt with or be dealing with, mm-hmm. you, might, you might get the ramification or the, the your, your sentencing or the, the judgment may come from an experience that they have dealt with in their own life. Like, 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 just think about that. You know, you might come across a judge who going through some rough shit with the person they made a kid with, and they gonna, you know what, this story now rings a bell in their mind, and they gonna take that shit out on you. Like, that is backwards as fuck. Like, it doesn't help the kids. And I don't understand how nobody is sitting... Well, you know what? Let me not say this. I understand how. It just it, it angers me and frustrates me that nobody has really stood up and said, we need to revamp this. We need to revamp it. You know? Like, it, that system of, hey, you're not paying, or you got back child support that you're not paying, or whatever, so we're going to throw you in jail until you can pay it. What? That is the dumbest shit in the planet. I mean, it it really is. It, where's the logic in that? Where is the logic in that? And and like I said, I could get it if it's for a father who is dodging and ducking, you know, and he has a track record of 
you know, job hopping and he finally shows up in the system because he got a new job. Yes, go arrest his ass because he's been avoiding it on purpose. But for someone who, again, you got your receipts, I take care of my kids, I do what I'm supposed to do, they don't go without why are you putting, I have a good job. I'm, I'm doing the very best that I can. Why are you going to lock me up and put me in jeopardy for losing the very source of income that I need to pay the debt that you're telling me I need to pay? I, what, what? Yeah, it, it, it's mind boggling. It is. It, it absolutely makes no sense. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I mean, I don't know where, where it needs to begin to have the right people to start really looking at this system. And, but it does, it needs to be revamped. It's time for a change. It is. It's time. It's really time to start doing things a little bit differently, you know, because it's just, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. It's backwards. It's, it's, it's ass backwards the way we do things. And somebody has to, to say something. Somebody has to revamp the system. Um, because, like I said, it doesn't make any sense. You know, you got people out here losing their jobs um, because they weren't able to pay all the child support or, right. or pay the back child support or, you know, they didn't visit the kid at the time they were supposed to or return. Like, just some dumb shit. Dumb. I mean, like, even parents can't even get passports if they're behind on their child support. You can't even get a passport. They're like, you can't even leave the country. No, you ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Nigga. Nope. Nowhere. You know, I'm, it's just, it just really doesn't make sense. And it's not set up for what it's supposed to be for. And that's the children. That's what it's supposed to be to make sure that parents are equally, equally, you know, to the best of each, of each parent's ability to do so, contribute to their child's care monetarily. That's what it's supposed to be for, period. Not above and beyond. This is not for for the dad to take care of the mama and the kid. No, it is for your child. And that's another thing that burns me up. You know, I have seen these mamas who use their child support for their shit. That money is not for you. It is not for you to go get your hair and your nails done and for you to go shopping. You know, no, that shit is supposed to be for your kid. You know, whatever it is that your kid needs, okay. And if you got overage, if there's money left over, that ain't for you to spend. Put that shit in a college fund. Put that shit in a savings account. Invest that money for your kid for when they're 20 years old and they have something they can cash out and use to start their grown-up life without debt. These mamas don't. It Man, it pisses me off. I'm telling you, it pisses me <laughs> off because it's, it's so flawed. It is so flawed. And there's no accountability for them. There is no accountability for those moms who do that bullshit. Why can't they, you know, have, uh, why can't they be, be made to turn in monthly receipts of how they spend their child support money? Oh, no. I bet that, I bet that will cut down on a whole lot of bullshit. If they had to show and prove, okay, he's giving you this money. What are you doing with it every month? Right. Yeah. Cause you have it. And that would, to me, that would be fair. Because if I'm sitting here exactly. saying, you know, these are my expenses, then you're looking at, okay, well, these are their expenses. And then maybe you, maybe it's a financial advisor that sits down with both parents and say, hey, look, maybe we can do this a little more efficiently. You know, hey, you may have 
Lil Junior in private school. Maybe even Lil Junior needs to go to public school. Oh, maybe, you know, this, this, that, and the third. Like, there's a way to do it. It doesn't take um, a rocket scientist to, to see that locking a parent up doesn't make any sense. It doesn't help the situation. Um, you know, it, and I'm just sitting here trying to think, like, as as people, like, how much how much hurt and how much better do you have to have when you're sitting here okay with the parent of the other parent of your child going to jail? Like, you okay with that? Wow. Like, like, how much hurt do you have? To, like, that's a lot of hurt. I mean, but Trip, you know that is a that's a that's a whole nother lane and yes women can become you know just like the saying hell hath no fury like a woman scorn and some women i'm not gonna say all because that's not fair but some women you know when they get hurt you know they they don't care about what's right and what's logical all they care about is the best way to cause him as much pain as he caused me and and it may take decades before it subsides, if ever. Some women never get over their hurt and pain and will always treat that man like the, the evidence of how she feels will always be there, you know? So that right there, <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's a case-by-case thing because some women are just like that, unfortunately. And it's sad, yeah, it's you know, because it's like you, you want – people to just okay you can be hurt and you could be mad for a time that's fine it happened the way that it happened things didn't go the way that you wanted to and he's not with you okay boo he's not with you he didn't choose you so you're gonna you're gonna stay stuck there for the rest of your life and carry around that burden because you know pain anger guilt bitterness all that shit is one negative spirits and two that shit is baggage why would you want to carry that around for somebody that doesn't want to be with you go and find you somebody that you do want to be with that does want to be with you that wants to make you happy and live your life and let all that negative shit go because holding those grudges against the father of your child you think it's hurting the father and maybe to some degree it is but at the end of the day sis it is hurting your child a hundred and ten percent more so why would you want to cause harm to your child because that's what it's doing. It's putting your child in the way of your anger, your bitterness, you know, all of those negative feelings that you feel towards his dad. It's you putting your child, you're putting your child right in the midst of all of your missiles of anger and disappointment and revenge and, and just wanting to get back at the dad. It's a lost cause. And these need to let it go. They need to let it go and just be a parent. That's all you need to worry about. At this point, it should be about your kid or kids. And that's it. Move see, on. Move on see, with your life. Anything though, Kiki. I'm thinking, I bet you a lot of these people don't see it that way. They see it that what they're doing is for the best interest of their child. That you know what? This person, I don't like this person this much. And I think that this person is such a, a horrible person that whatever I can do to keep my child away from that person is good for the child. When you and then when you sit there and see that, and if that if that's not the case, the children are going to figure that out, and then they're going to look at you like you kept me away from my other parent. 
you 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 poisoned the well when the well wasn't really poisoned. It was you that was poisoned. You know, and mm-hmm. it 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 sets your children up for so much more um what's the word i'm looking for i don't want to say i guess it's their own baggage yeah that just gives your children their own baggage mm-hmm. you just created baggage for them because mm-hmm. you sat there and and transferred all of your ill will mm-hmm. to your children to you your passed children. that right on down to yep absolutely you know it's just like dudes who do the same thing where I don't like the baby mama, that, uh, blah, blah, blah. And so they do, they all that ill will they have towards her, they pass that right on through. Right. They're and teaching they, them how to treat, you know, other women or how to treat people. Like you, it's not a good look. <laughs> it really isn't. And, you know, it, and it goes so much bigger. It, it's so much wider and deeper because, you know, and I can speak from my own personal experience because so many sisters be like, well, you don't understand. You don't know what I understand. Because let me tell you, I have three children. My ex-husband and I were married for nine years. We were together for one year. That means I was with that man for a decade of my life. Okay. So when we got separated, when we initially got separated, he turned into this completely crazy person, like crazy. I mean, just he was following me. He was trying to tap the phone. You know, he was trying to keep me from living my life. He was just, he was just on a whole nother level with it. And I had a choice to make. I had a choice to make because one, what really pushed it to the limit was one day I was at home when he came to bring the kids back. And my kids came in and when I finally got home, he was mad. Of course, he was only mad because he didn't know where I was and what I was doing because it wasn't with him. So he had told my kids and my kids come in the house and tell me this is my at the time. My kids were like maybe eight and four and the baby. No, let's see if she was she was three, seven and 11. So they was about those ages. They were still little. Yeah, they love. So my babies come in the house and say, "My daddy said you a whore, you's a hoe, because you wasn't home and he don't know who you was with and what you was doing and you should have been here." My kids are telling me this that their father said that to them about me, and I was like, "What?" You know, just he was just saying all things that are really inappropriate to be saying to your children who are under the age of twelve, like WTF, dude. Really? Yeah, dude, you but, but like I said, it was so many things. That was like one of the things that was just like took put the icing on the cake. That was just like one of the things that just really just like made me want to just, you know, that's when I really could have became a bitch and just been like, you ain't never going to see your kids again. You ain't never talk to your kids again. You won't even know where they are. Fuck you. Fuck your family. Fuck your life. I could have took that path. Yeah, it's very easy, yeah. It's very easy because I was so angry. I was angry with him. I was angry with how he was treating me. I was angry how he was putting his kids and putting all of his anger onto my kids and talking bad about me, just negative. But my mother told me something that I would never forget. And she said, your kids see everything. She says, you might think just because they little, they don't pay attention. She said, but your kids see everything 
everything. And she said, your kids are resilient and they will get through this. She said, stop letting him affect you. She said, and you keep your nose clean and you keep doing what you're supposed to do. And it will all work out in the end. And she was absolutely right with that because then I let it all go. I didn't care no more what he said. I didn't care no more what he did. I didn't care no more about his attitude. I didn't let any of that affect me. And no matter, even to this day, and my kids are grown. My kids are 25, 21, and 17. Even to this day, I I have never disrespected their father. I have never bad-mouthed him to them. I've never disrespected their stepmother, and I've never bad-mouthed her to them. Now, I've heard that ain't quite true from them, but I don't give a damn. I don't care. I don't care because at the end of the day, I can go to sleep knowing that I did the right thing by my kids. And I never, me as that one parent, never put them in the middle. I never made them the target of my anger, my frustration, you know, my disappointments and so forth. And I hate when I hear stories about mothers who do. It's not fair to your kids because that is who you're hurting at the end of the day. It's your children. And you need to really think about that. Yeah. And then like, I remember with my ex and that's, it's crazy. Cause you know, you know, we all have stories and with my ex, when we split, you know, we did our best to be amicable. We did our best to, to work together, everything, you know, we didn't agree on everything and everything wasn't always easy yet. Um, we, we, we made sure to try to put the kids first and do what was necessary for the kids. That's why, you know, I never took out child support on her. I never, you know, I mean, it was, it was a lot of, lot of things I could have did that I didn't do. I wasn't about to be bitter. You know, our relationship ended honestly because it needed to end um yeah it wasn't any fault of the kids so why place that why project that into the children never was about that life so it was crazy to me where when me and um my ex split up and then the two of them get together and then then it becomes almost like a buddy system that's like oh man i don't like him i don't really like him either you know what Let's team up. <laughs> well, my friend, you you kind of pushed them to be friends. I mean, you kind of started that ball rolling. So, well, here's my man. thing. Here's the, here's my thing, Kiki. <laughs> you did. Here's my thing. For me, I, I wouldn't change. I don't think, to me, to sit here and say, well, you kind of pushed them to be friends. If I'm with you and this is my ex, I think we should all be grownups and we should be able to communicate, work together and do whatever necessary. Y'all don't have to be besties, you know, but I do think you should be able to be cordial and be around and do things together. I would never um, say that doing that was the wrong thing to do. The wrong thing to do was being with them people. That's the root. The root isn't, you know, oh, man, they kind of teamed up because, you know, you kind of wanted it to be all inclusive. That's not that's not the wrong thing to do. As a person, you should want to push for that. You should, I, I feel, you should want to be able to see that type of behavior. Um, yet, the thing that shouldn't have been done is to be with them. You know, that's what, that's really the, the, the thing that, if you change anything, you change that. But I would never sit here and, and, and make an excuse for doing what I think, as adults, we should be able to do. We really should be able to say, hey, look. You know what? We didn't work. I'm moving on. 
and we can still co-parent and work together. And I and, agree. And you're right. And because I, I was witness to it, y'all, him and the first mom and ex-wife, they had a great working parental relationship. It was. It worked. I felt like y'all were doing a great job, you know, communicating, working things out and doing what, what y'all needed to do. Y'all was handling y'all's business as parents. Yeah. You know, so you did. You, I mean, you do what you got to do. Um, yet, like I said, just when you have, for whatever reason, they decided, and I'm pretty sure I, I kind of can get the gist of where the the signals got crossed, and it's like, okay, yeah, fuck him, um, yeah. But still, all in all, it's just like for me, I'm if I'm in a situation where I, you know what, me and you, key, we friends, and then we make you have a mutual friend that I become friends with, but then me and you fall out that don't mean i gotta fall out with a friend that has nothing or you and no matter of fact no you and a friend fall out that don't mean i need to fall out with a friend mm-hmm. i'm still cool with friend mm-hmm. you and your friend i mean that's that's y'all beef i ain't got nothing to do with that yeah but i'm gonna tell you i mean that that is a great great example and it, it makes a lot of sense but when you talking about females and their emotions and their emotions are tied to a common denominator and now i got somebody as me the more bitter party now i got somebody that will actually listen to me play my violin and then she can join in with her horn section so now we got a damn symphony because we all we playing the same sheet from the same sheet of music you know what i'm saying so now i got somebody i could commiserate with about what I found negative about that person or about that relationship, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, you know what? Me too. Yup. Uh-huh. You know, and, and even if she wasn't feeling that way initially, because I have so much emotion about the situation, I just pull her right in my whirlpool sucked her in my orbit, pulled her into my orbit, you know? So it's a little different than the friend thing because you're talking about women and their emotions. So sometimes you already know. Come on, sometimes yeah, we are I mean, not rational creatures. Yeah, no, I, I definitely know. <laughs> I just not. Nah, not at all. I mean, women, what y'all? Y'all can't. Y'all aren't rational. Stop it. Really, I had no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, but I'm not speaking from an uh, emotional standpoint. I'm speaking just logically. Like for me, especially as a guy, like me and and my homie like uh we cool and then we got another homie that that we cool with but then me and the, yeah it's different that's what i'm saying it's different because we're not gonna be i'm not about to blame i mean y'all fell out but i mean he cool with me unless it's some really egregious stuff that affects me but Drip, you said the key word logic yeah. men yeah. operate from logic, logic first yeah. then emotion women operate from emotion first then logic but women have to get to the point where instead of using their emotions to think they use it they think with their black man stop hey i'm saying i'm for real like yo if (laughs) i'm if i'm if i'm upset let me get to the root of what i'm upset about Mm -hmm. and then process that okay i'm upset about blah 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 Mm -hmm. all right what can i do so that way i'm not feeling this instead of being like oh man i'm upset 
fucked in, blah, 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 and then running off. Like, that solves nothing. It solves nothing. It's lower-level thinking. That shit look real good on paper. That shit's lower-level thinking, man. I don't care what nobody say. When you sit here and you start understanding your emotions, like, we have emotions for a reason. Your emotions are telling you something, something you need to kind of figure out. And then you you use that to problem solve. Yet instead of problem solving, we just using it to act and we're not really thinking it through. And that causes more issues. It does. But that's that it's so easier to say and, and lay it out because you're right. You what you laid out is very logical. It's very logical. Well, here's, but, here's my problem, Kiki. Is that we keep allowing the lie of just a uh, just that's the way it is, that's the way it should be, and that's the way it's always going to be. That's a fucking lie because that's that's a lazy thought process that people don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the work, and so we'll just give them the pass and say, "Oh, well, they're just being emotional." Well, duh, we're all emotional creatures, men and women. We're all emotional. We all have emotions. We all feel shit. Yet we need to figure out how to work through that. If I'm pissed off, okay, me just sitting here and and running up and stabbing somebody because I'm pissed off may not make the best sense. Yet I was I oh, I was just mad. That's why I stabbed him. I was mad. You made me do it. No, the fuck? What? No. <laughs> That's not how that shit works. <laughs> But okay, and and I mean, and I agree a hundred percent with your statement of people are lazy and they don't want to do the work when it comes to you know elevating themselves and handling things a little bit differently. You know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and that was something we were talking about. Um, their brother, and you know, they said to me that their brother doesn't know how to apologize, and I and I feel like that that crosses over into emotional well being. Some people aren't really taught or some people don't know how they never learned the proper way to really handle certain emotions. So they just came about it however they came about it. And they now they're an adult. Shit, that should have stuck, you know, and it goes back to what you said. They don't want to do the work or maybe they don't even know unless somebody points it out that they got a problem, that they need to do some work to change that attitude, to change that belief system, to change how they deal with those certain emotions. For example, your situation, clearly no one has talked to her about how to handle her emotions and how she feels about the situation. Because if she did, if she knew how to handle her emotions better, yes, she would have been upset and angry and everything for a time. For a time. Right, but then right. as you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to move on with my life. I'm going to move past this point. I'm going to push past this pain and move it to the side so that I can allow some more positive things to come into my life. And then, you know, let it go and eventually forgive. That's what it's really supposed to be That's about. That's what you're supposed to do. And you also need people in your corner who's going to push you to do that. If you don't have people in your that corner who's going to push you to do that, you're going to stay in that place. Because that place is safe. You don't stay there. It's comfortable. I know this. I know these feelings. I know how to um to operate with this. And a lot of people like that pain. They like that feeling of of being in that little space. Like yo, um, I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm upset. And it it feels good and it's safe because they feel like it protects them. 
that doesn't protect you. It doesn't. That makes you more susceptible to a lot of other things that's going to come later on. It may not come uh, right then and there. It may come in health issues. It may come in in how you deal with people. It may come in relationships. Mm -hmm. It's going to come if you're not figuring out how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting here paying for that because you haven't learned how to stop being in that space. You're just in that negative dark space consistently, just, 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 just bitter. And some people just don't grow out of that. And they carry that throughout their life to their deathbed. You mad at something that happened in 1942. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You 110 and you still ain't let it go. But it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it's it's so sad because, you know, that can block your blessing. That can block you from having a happy, healthy, emotional life. Because if you hold on to something so tight, sis, if you hold on to something so, so hard, how are you opening your hands and your arms to receive something better? How? You can't. Nobody yeah. can give you a brand new present if you hold on to your broken baby doll so hard because you don't want to let it go. Can't get a new one. And the, ba- and the new baby doll is way better. She talked. She blink her eyes. She wet. The, she wet. You could change her diaper and everything. Your old broken baby doll was nothing but some cloth and buttons. You know, it's we miss out on blessings like that because we hold on to negative stuff so hard that we get in a comfort zone and we scared to let all of that bitterness and anger go. Like, what's going to happen if I let it go? Right. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to live and you're going to be okay. And you'll find something else to fill that space better. Guaranteed better now i'm come to the point in my life i I ain't got time for it i'm not not there for it i am not i'm not there for it i'm not there for holding on to things that have happened things that people do to me it's happened i can't go back and change the hands of time move on move on exactly let me learn from it and move on you know do my best not to repeat the mistake yeah i'm not about to sit here and dwell and and just be in this place of broken hurt like that does nobody any good. It does nobody. nobody who is under my care any good. So I'm not, I just don't have time for it. You know, yet there's so many people like, like when we were talking about earlier, misery loves company. People sit there and they get so wrapped up in, in, in what they're feeling. And then when they have somebody else that feels the same way, they're like, oh, hell yeah. I got, I have another person. That mm-hmm. can, like you say, they can join the orchestra. They yes, can, they can play these same tunes that I'm playing. The more we can get, the merrier, and then maybe we can get, you know, more people to understand our woes and and hear our sad song and and feel for us because life is so like it's easy to sit here and, and be pessimistic. It was a tweet that I saw today. I was like, you know, a lot of anxious people, you know, are quick to jump on the fear train of how this can could be bad or, or how this can go wrong yet look on the other side there's a flip side to that too how can it go right what can you learn how can how can this experience how can this experience enrich your life so let go of that stuff because you can sit here and say man if i let go then then you know i can be hurt again or somebody else gonna do that to me again or i uh they're not going to pay for what they did yet. There's a flip side to that. 
there's a whole flip side that you can poison yourself. You can, you know, get to a position where you're not able to have any beneficial interactions with other healthy people. Let me stress that other healthy people. You gonna have interactions with unhealthy people, right? Because it's like cancer. Cancer cells just clump together. Yeah, if you want to be able to be cancer-free and healthy, you can't do that holding on to all that bitter and anger. So again, right. y- you need to look at there's always a flip side to a coin. You know, so it's, you know, we have to get to a point, you know, Kiki, where, like I said, this, the, what I went through this, this past week and, and going to jail for some bullshit was... I went through a lot of emotions and what I had to realize, I can't sit here and hold on to that. I can't. That's right. That's right. I can't hold on to it. I got to be able to say, you know what, what happened happened. Let me go ahead and learn from those mistakes. Let me start putting some things in places so that way this doesn't happen again. Right. And let me pray for these poor, unfortunate, tortured souls. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and 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 hope that they get the help they need. Yet, you know, I ain't even gonna lie to you though. Um, there was a scene in the Black Panther where he came back. You know, Killmonger threw him off the cliff. They thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. You know, Mom and Shuri and and um, the colonizer. You know, found him with um, the Jabari tribe and gave him the heart shaped herb. And he he coming back because Killmonger trying to. Send the send the um the weapons to, to all the war dogs, and I remember like I, I really felt like this. So you know that part when he walking through the, the field with his hands out wide, he was like, "As you see, I am not dead." <laughs> right. I, I, right. I, I was like, "You keep trying, you keep trying." I'm not going to sit here and and hold on to all of that. I'm gonna move forward, and you keep what you think is going to defeat me. Is gonna actually make me better. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna make me push forward even harder. Right. I'm not gonna win. That's right. You know, so it's amazing. Um, you know, to go through that and and going to jail was some bullshit. Like, you know, the way they treat these brothers and sisters, like the correctional officers are jaded. Like it was. How, sister, how was it? Oh, it was some bullshit. So, like, the correctional officers, it was uh, another lady who, her case was after mine. I don't know what was the situation. Um, but for whatever reason, she got put on, I think, like, a 48-hour hold. So she was in jail for 48 hours. Um, and so, yeah, it's not an indefinite amount of time. But for her, it, you can tell, like, this was... <sighs> What's the word? It was very um, detrimental to her spirit. Mm. Like she was boo-hoo crying. She was hurt. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about hurt to the core. Mm. And the correctional officers was just like, like the sheriffs were cool. And they understood. And they were talking to her like, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. The correctional officers was like, the fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> like, Damn. like she's sitting here like, for real? We, we got to deal with all this? Like they is so I guess they've seen so much, they so jaded mm-hmm. that that human emotion, you know, just is gone for them. 
Like, they just like, uh, eh, eh, she'll be all right. It's just 48 hours. Ain't like she got to be here for a year. Wow. Yeah. Yet, on top of that, like, meeting brothers in there who, you know, you you say we have rights and things of that nature. And, and for those who haven't seen the 13th, the, um, the, the film, the 13th, mm-hmm. watch that shit. Because mm-hmm. I was able to be in jail. I saw that shit firsthand. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's people in there, you know, 14, 15, two years, 15 months, two years awaiting court date. Mm-mm. They don't even have a court date. Mm-mm. Just sitting in jail. How, 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 how? Mm. Now, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, people that didn't do the crime don't need to be punished. That's not anywhere close to the fuck I'm saying. If they did the motherfucking crime, put their ass on trial and then give them a sentence. Right. And let them go on about and do they so they can do their time. Right. But instead, we're building all these fucking jails to put more and more bodies in it. And they're trying to, they're, they're finding more and more reasons to stick people in there and keep them in there so they can justify having a jail. It's big business. It's a big fucking business. Yes, it is. You got people, it was a brother while I was in there that was in there for 60 days and he was just waiting for somebody to sign his paperwork, Kiki. Damn. Nobody told him. He finally asked some, like, what the fuck? And they was like, yeah, you just need to sign your paperwork. Somebody needs to, he got on the collect call so quick. I was like, Mm. are you kidding me? He just needed a signature. Wow. Wow. And if he wouldn't have said nothing, he would have stayed. He would have still been in there. Wow. You know, going up in there, like, you you know, it's, it's, it's bad enough, it's, it's humiliating enough, it's demoralizing enough. You don't have any, you know, you got to do as you say. Um, you know, the, the accommodations, of course, aren't like a hotel. It's not like you on vacation. You know, the food is trash. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they feeding you stuff. Like the jail is bad, and the prisons. From what I understand, talking to people that have been in prisons, the food in prisons is even worse. Uh, when you eating rancid, you know, food and old vegetables, uh, and, you know, just just crazy stuff. Um, it's inhumane. Uh-huh. Our our jail and prison system is inhumane. Like they they took me in, um, you know, I had to give up all my clothes. The only thing I could keep were my boxers. I couldn't even keep my socks. So I'm thinking, okay, well maybe I'll get some socks and I'll get a t-shirt at least. No, you just get a jumper and some flops. Damn, hole is fucking there. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to sit here and talk to the nurse so I can make sure I get an extra blanket. And that was a whole to do. Like there was a whole process to that, you know, um, just, just, it was, it was crazy. It it was absolutely crazy. Um, you know, the, 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 the stuff you got to sleep on, um, you know, I had to, it took me like three days before I could at least make a phone call. Um, to my wife to kind of figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. I 
on the day before I got out was the final, finally I was able to at least obtain a Bible. So I have something to read because I didn't even have, I couldn't even get a book. I couldn't get anything. They don't have wow. libraries anymore. Damn. You know, so unless you got somebody on commissary where you can pay for a book or somebody's shipping you a book or something of that nature, mm-mm. Ain't nothing to read. Mm. Um, you know. That's wild as shit. It's wild as fuck. So you just staring at the wall watching the time go by. Damn. Yeah. And you're not watching time go by because you have no sense of time. You have to kind of use things and clues to gauge. In your head, you count seconds. You know what I mean? You got to sit here and look at, Ooh. if you're able to see outside, if, you, if you're fortunate enough to have a cell that you can see outside, you know, then you can kind of gauge, all right, maybe what time is it, things of that nature. Um, but, I mean, you're waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning and eat breakfast. Lights out is like, I think, at 11. And it's like, yo, really? And so you go to sleep, but then you waking me up at 6. And then, you know, after you eat, you got, um, I think, room inspections and things of that nature. And if you oversleep your room inspection, then that could forfeit your your what they call rec time to get outside of your cell. Damn. Mm. You know, so you if you do if you oversleep or you don't make up your bed, then you're just stuck in your, your cell until the next time, which is probably lunch, which is around like eleven, twelve. Damn. You know, um the commissary system is, is real janky where you got to pay money to print money on commissary. And then you got to pay money to use the money that's on your commissary. Wow. Racket. It's a fucking racket. Racket. You got to pay for, for items. You know, they don't give you deodorant. They, they don't give you, I mean, you got to. Oh, so then y'all have to be funky too. Oh, bruh. Come on. You got to use commissary <laughs> money so you can buy deodorant. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get no lotion. You don't get no soap. You don't get no wash your head. Nah. Mm-mm. Mm. I'm telling you, like, it's the way we treat our prisoners. We, we, and a lot of people will justify like, oh, you did a crime. You know, why should we treat you like, like a human being? For And, and it's so funny to me because a lot of those people, that speak like that claim to be of some type of religious, you know, or practice some type of religious um, background or dogma. Yet they 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 don't see the humanity in in certain people. Right. You know, they they look at them as less than. And until we start realizing that these are still people. So you did a crime. Let's figure out what we need to do to rehab you to get your ass to stop, you know, doing shit where you can be fucking with people. <laughs> like, that's really what it's be about. But instead, we have a system of prison, so they want to sit here and keep you in this, this fucked up mental standpoint. So if and when you ever do get out, you'll come right back. Yep. Come on back. Yep. We the light. What, what is the Motel um, 6? We got a light waiting for you or something got like that. On. We'll leave the light, light on. on we'll leave the light on for you. That's that's that might as well be prison's motto. We'll leave the light on for you. Like it makes 
no sense. It doesn't. Well, you know what? I, I take that back. It makes all the sense in, in for capitalism. Yep. It makes all the sense for capitalism. Like that's that's really what it is. So it's yeah. The the whole entire situation was mind blowing. It's humbling. It's definitely humbling. I'm sorry you had to go to that friend. I really am. Like just wow. Whoa. I really hate it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Well, hopefully we we, you know, you won't have to go back that route now, Mal. No, that's the plan. We we putting some things in place. Um so that way we ain't gotta go that that route and do do what's necessary. That's like I said. The system doesn't care. the The child, so um, the family court system does not care about fathers. It, it, it really gives two shits about fathers, right? You know, um, I mean, <laughs> fathers are, I guess, are supposed to be paychecks, and you know, there's nothing nurturing about a father. The nurturing piece comes from a mother, from from I guess our standpoint, our our family court system standpoint. It's just like, hey, you're a dad. Where the check at? Run me my money. Run that money, B. Yo, yo, you got that money though? No, we don't care if you see these kids. Nah. Mm-mm. We don't <laughs> care if you do that. Look, you ain't got to take him out to a hot dog. We don't even give a fuck. Where that money at though? <laughs> where that mo- You ain't got that motherfucking money? You know, uh, we're going to lock your ass up. Fuck it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, like, <laughs> it's crazy. That's the way the system is built. We don't give two fucks about what you're trying to do for these kids. Matter of fact, we would care. We wouldn't even care if you did mm-hmm. uh, did nothing for them. We we That wouldn't bother us at all. Just pay that money. Yeah. Fuck positive up. influence. What the fuck you need to be a positive influence for? Because if you really do think about it, you being a positive influence, that might keep from getting other people into this prison system. Now nah, we don't want that. I was just about to say that. that we don't want that. that. Might keep your little black boy out of jail. Damn right. It, we want him. We want we the prison system is like how Uncle Sam used to be back in the day with the the war propaganda. Yeah. We want you. We want you. And they're talking to all black, brown, um, people of color. We want you. The majority of people I saw in, in jail, black and black and brown faces. And I'm so I'm talking about 80%. Of course. Of course. We want you. That's jail's model. That's the prison system's model. And any woman that is okay with sending the father of their child into that system ain't about shit. You ain't about Word. Shit. Word. I know too many women like, look, Word. we want them to pay. I don't want them to go to jail. I mean, pay something. Figure something out. He don't need to go to jail. If you are okay with the father of your child going to jail, you ain't about shit. You damn sure you, you not. So... Yeah. You know, and I don't care. You can DM us. You can write us an email about your situation. I don't care. You're not going to convince me. That's right. I agree. You're not going to convince me. I agree. 
Because throwing him in jail does not help your child. At all. Doesn't. And that is really what it's supposed to be about. It ain't supposed to be about you and your hurt and anger and pain. It's supposed to be about your kid. What is best for your child? What is best for your baby? And if hurting the father of your child, you chose him. So you can't be mad at your choice now. Just because things didn't go the way that you thought they was going to go, you chose him. So now he's the father of your child. So now you got to look at what's best for your kid. Forget how you feel. Sorry, because it's not about you. It is not about you. You have to really put your child first because that's what it's supposed to be about. Period. At the end of the day, I don't care about nothing else. And if you're telling me something else, if you start your sentence off with, but you don't understand, he, it ain't about your kid. (laughs) <laughs> that right. is not about your kid. It ain't about your kid. It's not. If your if your kid is not being hurt, abused, um, mentally, physically assaulted, what something of that nature. That part. That that's 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 when you do something like that. That's when you send, you know, the 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 parent of your child to jail. Like they are really endangering the child. But you have situations where you got mamas out here, you know, prostituting the kids mm-hmm. and they still don't go to jail. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Some of these mothers need to start being held accountable. They need to be being held accountable because they on bullshit. They right. on straight bullshit. They on some straight bullshit. But somebody, they, they ain't pay back child support. Up, oh, up, oh, throw them in jail. What? They over here getting high in front of the kids. And they still got the kids. They telling you this this person is a danger to the child. The kid's still there. Man. This is so fucked up. So fucked up. Like, you know, when I I talk to people and they were like, I don't want kids. I I understand. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I don't even want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with none of the fuckery. And I get it. You know, I love my children. Don't love the fuckery that come from the some the people I chose to make young kids with, though. Amen. Amen. So. Wow. But yeah, that's that's my soapbox. That's that's the lie that we're dealing with this week. It's the lie of the family court system. It's bullshit. The entire fucking system is bullshit. It's fuckery. Fuckity fuck fuck fuckity fuck fuck. <laughs> so um, that's all I got, Kiki. You know, um, I don't know if you want to shed any more light, but um, we need to go ahead and I think wrap this up because right? I don't think the right. listeners want to listen to any more of my ranting and raving about the fucking system that we we call a family court system. And, you know, we love to hear from you. We love to hear your input, your thoughts, you know, maybe share your stories of what you've dealt with, you know, from your side of it, whether you're the mom or the dad, you know, that would be great to just hear, you know, your experiences with everything. Because unfortunately, my friend had to go through the extreme of it, Um, you know, and I'm sure some of you out there may have dealt with some some similarities and can relate to either of our stories, you know, because we care about you. We appreciate you for being our listeners. So love to hear from you. So 
on that note, it's been a pleasure as always. As always. Glad to be back. I've missed y'all so much. Mm-mm. Big hug. Big hug. So, um, as always, peace, love, and light to everyone listening. Check us out on whatever platform you are, but share us with people. Tell people about us. Um, we're doing, you know, you guys are doing a great job of um, promoting us and, and giving us new listeners. So we thank you for that. Um, check out some of our old episodes, you know, and if you have any questions, if you want to reach out to us, email us, lustliesLibido at gmail. And check out our Instagram at lust underscore lies underscore libido. And, um, you know, we appreciate you as always. Love all our listeners. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. And thank you for allowing me to share a little bit of just some of the stuff that I've recently been dealing with. So we, I appreciate you all. All right. So it's real. Until the next time, love and peace. Bye. Peace. This has been another episode of Lust, Lies, and Libido. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to listen on your favorite podcasting platforms. We can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, any other podcasting platforms that you can think of. We're on all of them. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. Subscribers receive auto notifications when new episodes are published. Thanks again, and as always, we wish you love, light, peace, and blessings.